Hi, welcome to Frank's Flapjack Shack. Can I take your order, sir? Hey, you know what I would like? I would like there to be a podcast by a guy who's in a wheelchair. Maybe he's like 29, 30 years old, right around there, and it would be good if he lived in Texas. Coming right up. Buckle your seatbelt, strap on your crash helmet. It's time for Riding a Wheelie, a comedic journey into the mind of the funniest man on four wheels, Jamie Jordan. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. How you doing? My name is Jamie Jordan, and this is a brand new episode of Riding a Wheelie. We are back. We survived the first episode, and we've made it back. We figure if we could do one and we didn't suck and you guys actually kind of liked it, we could probably do another one. So here we are. And of course, the better half of the show is sitting over there. It's Natalie. How are you? I'm fine, Jamie. You sound happy. I'm so glad I am you're happy. happy. We'll talk about why you're happy in a little bit. I'm happy. We, we've had a lot of stuff going on this week and we're, we're going to chat about a lot of different stuff on today's show, but the main focus of the show today is health. And when 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 I when I think about health, I'm going to tell you something. That when you told me you wanted to talk about health this week, all I could think about was, man, I wish we could get Richard Simmons on the show. <laughs> I would love that. I love Richard. If we could just have him screaming, <laughs> "Feel the bird, baby." I Sweating just, with the oldies. Yeah, just, I, I mean, look, look, that, that guy, I mean, you can make fun of him all you want to, but, like, that guy has looked the same for, like, 40 years. Yes, he has. Hey, hey, look, I don't make fun of him. I think he's pretty fantastic. I don't think he's ever had a girlfriend in his life, but, you know, I, I, as long as you look that good, who cares? <sighs> I can't believe you think Richard Simmons wants a girlfriend. Well, you know, I, I, okay. I wasn't going to go there. But, <laughs> okay, I didn't mean to go there. No, but. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to go there, but okay. It, it, it's, we're, not, we're not talking about orientation on this show. <laughs> no, we're not. We're, we're not. That's, that's a whole separate show. We'll get there. You brought it up. Yes, yes, I did, because I thought it was funny, and it just went a totally random direction. <laughs> and and that's what I love about these shows. And uh, before we go completely off on a tangent, I'm going to bring it back and ask, how are you? I'm happy today. Do you want to tell the fun people why you're happy? Let's do a little recap. Well, last week I got a job, which I really, really needed a job. But it was contingent upon a background check. And unfortunately, my background check got confused with another person or a person who could possibly have stolen my identity or something. And I, I was really worried that I, I did all the work to get a job and then wouldn't pass a background check because evidently there's someone with my name in California or something. I'm looking into it. But, but the reason I'm happy is because the company that's hired me realizes it's just a mistake. 
and I can rectify it after I'm hired. And it's probably maybe not a bad thing to know that there's another person out there with my name in a parallel universe. <laughs> Wait, which I want to say something about this. I can't believe that you're shocked that there's another person with your name. Well, that's showing up on my report. Well, see, that's a little scary. Yeah. See, that That's a little scary. You're one of only like two or three people I've ever met who doesn't have a like a middle name. Right. And so I, I got to think that there's a lot of Nat- Natalie Jones is out there. Like I wasn't shocked when you told me that there was another person out there. Well, I don't know that that surprises me either, but you would think with all the other identifiers, birth date, social security number, all the other important things that you couldn't replicate just based on names. I mean, goodness, if your name was John Smith, I mean, then it would be, you'd be done. I mean, with all the other identifiers, I'm a, I, I am a little surprised that this person's showing up. And I, I'll tell you, it's scary because... You know, you, you you get a job, you really need a job, and then all of a sudden something like this creeps up. This kind of hit me out of left field. I'm like, are you serious? How could I not pass a background check? You know, of course, with my, I, I don't even have a parking ticket. You know, it's all that stuff you did back in grade school when you thought nobody <laughs> right. was looking. You know, you, you you had a little side business going on, and you really it's didn't. It's the bad Natalie alter ego. Yeah, it's 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 that. It's that one that only goes out at night and wears tight leather and just just does. Yeah. Who she's knows up to all what. kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, which I think she'd be a lot of fun. I might need to <laughs> meet her at some point. But I, I'm glad that that is clear because you have worried and worried and worried and worried and I worried have. and worried. Oh my gosh! Um, we 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 discussed the worrying right before we turn on the mics to record the show. Uh, and, and I gotta tell you, you're one of the biggest warriors I have ever met in my entire life. I have got to get a grip. Yes, you do. I gotta get a grip because I, I worry it's terrible and I, it's pathologic. <laughs> I don't know. That's but, a big word. That, that's like. But, well, because I think there's, and you know what? My sister worries a lot, not to drag her into this because I'm sure she's listening, but, um, she worries. She, she'd give me, she might even win on certain days. But um, I think we definitely have like pathology, like something that causes us to worry. Well, and, and I have it too. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, that I'm, I'm one of those guys that like never worries because I'm a complete nut job. Like we talked about it last week. I'm thinking 42 steps ahead on everything. So I'm right there with you. But when you see it in somebody else, it's like, wow, that's, that's, uh, that worries me a little bit. <laughs> that's really scary. It's kind of one of those things like, am I really that bad? I hope I'm not that bad. I got to work on it a little bit. Uh, yeah. Because, because it is a little scary. But I am glad that, that, that you will officially start on Monday. Yay, which, hey, hey. Which is just a few days away. And I think it's going to help a lot of things with you not worrying and different things going on. And and we talked about the job last week. One thing that we didn't talk about last week 
was the fact that you are in the process of trying to get healthy as well, which I think is hilarious because I don't think you could have picked a worse time to try and get a job and get healthy. Okay, okay, okay. But you talk about worry and you talk about stress. It's actually when you think about it, and I know it's hard, but it's actually the time you need health the most, right? Right. It's all about like balancing everything out. Like if I don't start exercising and taking care of myself, how am I going to handle stress? So, so I, I get your point. I think that's actually very typical. Things get stressful, and the first thing that goes out the window is is the care you take for yourself, when actually that should be, the reverse should be true. That should be the first thing you bring in, you know? And health is so hard, because it's one of those things that you have to do every single day. And we're not just talking about physical health either. We're talking about mental health. And believe it or not, the fact that you got a job has a lot to do with your mental health as well. And so when you're trying to deal with both the physical and the mental, it's really tough. Because let's face it, everybody has everyday life and you can't just, you know, live in a bubble and everything be peachy, you know. And and so that that's really hard to do and i really thought it was funny when you told me a few weeks back you're like i'm gonna get healthy and i'm like you're trying to get a job are you nuts (laughs) and and not only am i gonna get healthy i'm gonna do something really extreme okay this i'm worried about because i'm not sure if i've heard this or not um but but we'll get to that in a minute let's start by telling people what you are doing to help yourself well, that's what I mean by extreme. Um, so, so I, I've been under tremendous stress, you know, and whatever from not having a job and financial worries and all that kind of shows up in my body. So I went to a physician sponsored weight loss program. Right. And they took a ton of labs. And I went back like a week later and got my labs and I had crappy labs. I just had crappy labs. Um, not only did I need to lose weight, my cholesterol was high. Gosh, borderline diabetes. Scary stuff. Like if I don't get a handle on it, job or whatever, uh, it, it, that kind of falls by the wayside. It kind of puts your health like the priority. And on the program, um, I did like two weeks of a what they call a, I guess it would be a fast, but you are eating supplements. Like, you know, it's not a lot of calories, but it's really low calorie. You eat supplements and um, you add in food. Then you do a, a modified fast, which is where I am now. Now, hold on. And hold on. What? What? Let's, what? let's just back up just a little bit yeah. because you made that sound really, really simple right there. Uh, yeah. Considering I wanted to gnaw off my arm <laughs> for like a week. You're like four weeks into the program and you're like, yeah, I'm good. That's what you sound like right now. But like three weeks ago, you're like, okay, I think I'm going to die. Yeah. I, I, you know what? The first week, I, um, it kind of saps you of your energy. Like I wanted to sleep a lot. I had withdrawals from sugar and caffeine and all the bad stuff that I had been eating. Um, I had headaches. <laughs> 
And then I was also put on some medication for to lower my blood sugar, not insulin, but um, a different kind that made me really sick. So, yeah, I kind of did gloss over that only because I want to encourage people to get healthy, not, <laughs> not discourage people to get healthy. But I, I had a bad time, yeah. I think if people realize what you've been through in the last three weeks, they'd be like, holy crap, that's insane. Um, but yeah. like for the first two weeks of the program, you were on like something nutty, like 600 calories a day, right? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I, like I and can't even conceive of that. Like I had two pieces of bread for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, you're done. Yeah, I've already yeah. killed that. Here, here's the thing, though. When you're doing the supplements, you do five a day plus like a small protein snack. You're actually eating every two to three hours. And after the first three days, your hunger's controlled. And nutritionally, all your nutritional needs are being met because the, the supplements are designed for that. It's not like you're going to the grocery store and picking up a Slim Fast. These are, are much more balanced. Than that and you're given um, vitamins and stuff as well to cover. So, so nutritionally, I, I was probably getting more nutrition than eating a ton of like crappy calories. You see what I'm saying? And I, I had to tell a story though, because like seriously, you sound like an ad for the program. I don't mean to be. <laughs> I, I had to, to tell a story because. We should tell people, and if it's not okay to talk about this, you tell me, and we'll 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 go we'll another cut way. It. But um, <laughs> okay. but but you have your mother living in your house. I uh, do. You and your mother live together, which, by the way, you're a great daughter for having your mom in your house, and it's wonderful. And I love all the stories. I mean, seriously, you guys should be like a sitcom or something. Yeah. Which, by the way, mom listens to this show. Hi, Mom. How are you? I'm the crazy <laughs> guy that she spends entirely too much time with. <laughs> She'll love that. When my mom listens to the show, she, like, flutters her hands around and laughs. <laughs> I I'm glad that she's entertained. I'm so glad that you're entertained, Mom. But I, but yeah. I had to tell a story because I, I don't know that anybody else knows this besides you and me. But you were about three weeks into the program... And you were trying to get on this and, and be really, really dedicated, I guess is the word. You didn't want to cheat. You didn't want to do any of that. And uh, you mentioned to me that your mother loves apple pies from McDonald's. <laughs> she does. Which I love them too. In great quantity. If, if anybody does. ever wants to send me anything... Yeah, any kind of apple pie, I, I will eat that. I love apple pie. So I'm right there with your mom. She loves the, the McDonald's apple pies. And you said that you came into your house one day and there were like eight yes, in your house. she buys them in bulk. And, and you're trying to lose weight and here are these eight pies and you're like, I don't even like apple pie, but I want it. It, it was just kind of cruel. Well, you, you know, <laughs> and, and not not just one or two. 
And I'm such a bad, you know, I'm such a bad friend. Because I'm like, Nat, I know you're on this program, but if you want to eat it, just eat it. No, you see, you can't start that. You can't start that. See, because the way that I'm thinking, like, half an apple pie is not going to kill you. It's not. But but you were like, no, I can't, but they're here. Okay, okay, borderline diabetes. Did you hear that? Sugar bad, sugar bad, sugar okay, bad. Okay, I got it. I got it. See, I'm a bad friend. I'm like, I'm like the devil sitting on your shoulder going, eat it, eat it. You know you want it. Come on, eat it. That's me. I feel awful now. You survived. You survived the eight apple pies. I did. Uh, they're no longer in your house as far as I know. Uh, so, so you survived and... and You've been doing really well the last couple of weeks. I, I have. I haven't heard you complain about being hun- hungry or wanting to eat your hand or, you know, mm-hmm. any of that. So I think you're doing okay, which since since we've gotten to that point, I have to ask you, how do you feel? Well, uh, I've lost 17 pounds, which is pretty awesome. And I feel... Good. I feel like I'm learning to, you know, am I perfect all the time? No, I'm perfect. And then I have like a day or two where I, I kind of relax a little bit and then I do really well. And that doesn't bother me. As long as things are moving in the right direction, I don't have to be as severe as when I started. But I only did that because I was trying to kickstart my, like, reset my blood sugar to a lower set point, you know, like really fix that yeah because that's pretty dangerous um so so now i'm it's not as severe i feel like i could do it and i i feel i feel a lot better i'm glad i started and i'm glad i'm actually on the road and then get the job because i don't have to learn what to do now i kind of know you what don't to do. see i think you probably made the right choice because the new job that you have is a very, very nicely paying job, but with that job comes a lot of stress and a lot of going and a lot of being different places. I mean, I mean, let's be honest, your entire job is to go and see people. Yes, it is. And, mm-hmm. and so you're in the car, you're on the All road day long. a lot. All day long. <laughs> and, and, and I could see how that would be really hard if you had just started that. And, you know, you haven't had lunch and it's like three o'clock and, you know, there's a Wendy's. And so I could see where that would be really, really tough. So I think it's good that you started when you did, because now you're already there. Like you said, you're already, you know what you can do, you know what you can't, and you know how to deal with it every day. Absolutely. So I, I'm I'm pretty happy about it. The other thing that I, you know, I, I do think as far as like balancing stress and being overall healthy, I have to add in exercise, like real exercise, not like I've been saying that I walk and I do walk, but it's a very like <laughs> non-taxing kind of walk. It's a smell the flowers kind of walk. I got. I got to do better on that. Let's just tell people, and and I'm going to talk about your mom a little more, uh, because with your mom 
comes a cute little dog named Jackson. Yes, Mom, I know what's going on in that house. I'm sorry. I know it's <laughs> freaky. Um, but but you get to take Jackson out on a fairly regular basis. I do. And that is what you've been calling a walk. Um, yeah, or exercise. It's It's not. Now, now, all I have to say to you is we're going to get to me in a minute, but I think you need to be doing what I'm doing, and and, yeah, then, and then you wouldn't feel bad about the exercise, because what I'm doing is You've some been working serious much exercise. harder than me. Yes. Yes. So, we'll... we'll I, I think it's okay, though. I mean, for crying out loud, when you're eating 600 calories a day and 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 trying to get your body in shape, I wouldn't want to go. I wouldn't want to run a marathon either. So, well, you're to be clear on the first part of that. There's no exercise. Right. It's it's really just readjusting. Like my my goal in that was to get my sugars to drop down because they were way too high. And I'm still working on that. I'll always probably be working on that. But um, now that I am doing a modified fast, which I have like just two supplements and then I do two meals, um, it's more calories. And I need to exercise. That's another thing that lowers your blood sugar and gets it where it's supposed to be. So I need to start and I'm not really looking forward to it, but (laughs) but it is what it is. So... You're going to get it done. You're going to make it happen. It's, it, yeah. You're going to be, I, what I want to know is when you start exercising, I want to know what program you're doing. I have this friend of mine who I see on a pretty regular basis who did the insanity workout. I don't know if you've ever heard of the insanity I've workout. I've heard of it, but I, I've never tried that. I know that that's well above what I could do right he, now. He did it. He got into it and he, like the first couple of days, he called me and was like, "Man, I'm I'm gonna die." Like I thought I yeah. killed myself, and and that's the way it seems to me. Like people going to the gym and stuff. Like there's people that really go to work out, and then there's people that are just there to say they worked out. The people that work out that really get into it, you're gonna see something comical before the end of their workout. It's just gonna happen. Um, and I applaud those people that really get in there and work, especially around other people. Like, I'm one of those people that will do it, but I know there's a lot of people that are like, I'm not doing that in public. I used to. I used to belong to a gym and do a lot of step aerobics years ago. And it didn't really bother me. Uh, well, one of the things that bothered me was the the class was primarily women, and then the guys would line up in front of the class, like, and use the machines where they could look in and watch, you know. And I thought that was like creepy. That's kind of like a voyeur kind of thing. It's it like, was creepy. It's like let's check this out. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah, I'm, just, I'm so sure all of you had to use those particular machines right now. But that was years ago. I do know what I'm going to do this time. I I have a it, it's not the insanity. It's called the firm, but it's a it's videos with equipment. And I did that um, years ago as well. I've had it for a long time. I've had different systems, and they are the things that by far got me in the best shape of my life. So I know that they're there. I have everything ready to go. I just haven't done it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We, we gotta do, we gotta do one thing at a time, okay? We, we, I 
just haven't done it. We, we got to get you started with your job first, and then we can kind of do workouts. And Absolutely. Because right now, let's, let's be honest about the workouts. Right now, you're not mentally where you need to be to do the workouts. I, I have not been, no. I've been really focused. Like I said, when you, when you need a job, a lot of things fall by the wayside. You know, when you're worried about food and rent or whatever, you know, it's hard to say, hey, and I'd also like to work out today. For me, I just needed to get that cleared up. And it looks like I have and I've been approved and that's why I'm in such a good mood today. And now I can start thinking about exercise and I shouldn't be making it that big of a deal because literally it's putting on my tennis shoes and getting getting my equipment in here. It's not a big deal. Well, look, it is a big deal. It is yeah. a big deal because there's a lot of people in the United States and around the world right now that are in the same place that you are. That's a really, really hard thing to start. Yeah. And, and I know because we're, we're going to get to me in just a second, but I'm going through the same thing and it's really, really, really hard. It's just, just the, it's that mental block of, Man, I don't want to start. Man, I don't want to start. Man, I don't want to start. And then you finally do it. You're like, well, it's okay. You know, right? I can, I can sort of handle this. But the getting started is the toughest thing. It really is. I think once you're started, you're into it. You're like, okay, I'm making progress. I'm doing what I need to do. But man, that getting started is tough. And I know that because I've I've gone completely, completely off the reservation. You talk about somebody that's going completely insane right now. I'm doing something completely nuts, which I, for me, I don't know that it's completely nuts. But when I start telling you guys what's going on, you're going to go, he's doing what? Well, the thing, yeah. Well, the thing that it hurts you. Yeah. I mean, it physically hurts you. So let's do a little background first. Um, yeah. I am, I'll be 34 years old in April, and I've been in a wheelchair my entire life. And up until I was about 15 years old, I was doing physical therapy and, and, and various other things. But when you're 15 or 16 years old, that's the last thing that you want to do. And especially during summer breaks, my mom would help me. She would work with me, and we'd spend about three hours a day during summer breaks. Mm -hmm. And and I would get in good shape. Like I would, back in the day, I had metal braces on my legs, and I would actually have a walker and would, you know, walk down to the end of the driveway and back. That was the kind of stuff that I was doing with my knees locked. Like, if if I just got out of the chair and just stood up right now, I'd fall over. But if I have some way to lock my knees and make them stay locked, you know, I could walk on them with a walker. And so that's what I did when I was younger. We did three hours of work every single day. And then what would happen was the school year would start and we'd have homework and various other things. And all of that work would just go out the window. Because you have other things going on. And at some point, my mom said, what is the point of doing all this work 
if we're just going to give it up at the end of the summer. You know, if if you're just going to revert, if you don't have time to do all the things that you need to do, what's the point of doing all this work for, you know, three or three and a half months out of the year and then going back to normal life, you know, when the school year starts? And she was right. right. And, and so I didn't do a lot of physical therapy from the time that I was about 16 to last year. Uh, I I wasn't doing a lot of physical therapy and I had some things happen to me. I actually, it's it's not funny, but I was in my house one night and I dropped the remote control and I went down to the floor to get it and my feet came out from under me in the chair and literally went to the left or right. I don't remember which side. But I couldn't get back up. So you fell out of the chair? I didn't fall out because I had a seatbelt on. That made it worse. Mm -hmm. If I'd have fallen out, I would have been fine. But I had a seatbelt on, and so I'm literally just hanging there. Oh, no. And, And there's nobody in my house. But I was literally hung. I couldn't get back up. And, and I, I couldn't reach the seatbelt to unbuckle it to let myself fall out. And so I'm like hanging over the edge of the chair for probably two hours. I couldn't call anybody. I couldn't do anything. And And when they finally got back, I was dehydrated. I think I had something had started me bleeding. Um... Oh my goodness. And so I was, I was in a really bad place there for a couple hours. And, uh, it, it really freaked my mom out. Like it, it was, she was freaked out to the point that for about six months there, she didn't want to leave me alone in the house. And I was trying to explain to her, I'm like, look, here's what happened. Nine times out of 10, I can get that remote and get back up. I have mm-hmm. no problem nine times out of ten. But it's when I'm not paying attention and my feet go out from under me, which is what basically happened. I didn't think about it, and I went down to get it, and I wasn't thinking, okay, I need to plant my feet, and I couldn't get back up. Yeah, that is scary. When that happened, I told a very, very, very close friend of mine uh, – which I really thought she was going to freak out when I told her what had happened. Um, I, I said, this this is what happened. And she said, are you okay? And I said, yeah, but I got to do something different. And her and I had had a conversation earlier in the year about technology and sort of kind of where technology was going. And she asked me the question, of if I had the ability to walk, if there was some piece of technology that if I could take it, if I could have somebody put a chip in my head or whatever that would help me to be a better person, would I take it? And my response was, at the time, was no. And she said, why not? And I said, well, I've been in a wheelchair my entire life 
and I have the belief that God put me in this chair for a reason. I, I tell a joke all the time that God put me in this chair because he couldn't think of a better way to control me. If, <laughs> if I were an able-bodied person, I would be completely out of control. But I really honestly do believe that God put me in this chair for a reason, whether it's to inspire people or to look at things from a different perspective or whatever. And I told her, I said, look, if, if I had the ability to, to take something to help myself walk, I don't think I would take it. And that may sound very strange to you guys, but you have to think of things from my perspective. I have never walked without pain and a lot of struggle. To me, it's not like you guys, like you're sitting in a chair right now, Nat. You're, you're sitting and comfortable and everything's fine. And if the phone rings or something and you decide to hop up, it's no big deal. For me, it's a huge deal. For me to even attempt to walk, I have to have braces. I have to have different type of assistive devices. And it's extremely painful. And I told her this. And I said, I don't think that's what... I think God put me here and he intends me to stay in this chair. And she said... I'm going to tell you something right now, and you're going to listen to me. And I said, what? And she said, I am your best friend in the world, and if somebody invents a chip that will allow you to help yourself and have a better quality of life, I will knock you out and drag you to the hospital, and you will take it. Yeah, I agree with that. When she said that, it really made me think. And I said, what makes you so adamant about that? And she said, I want you to have the best of everything that you could have. And if somebody gives you the ability to be better, you need to take it. And so I started thinking about it. And, and I thought about it for a few months. And then this thing of me getting stuck in the chair happened. And that's what really set it off. It's like, okay, I got to do something. And so I started going to physical therapy, uh, and I didn't go the normal route. I went to a private firm that's like private pay and said, you know, this is what I want to do because I had been through physical therapy before a couple of times in previous years. When I, w I think when I was... 30 years old or whatever, I decided that I needed to be in better shape. And so I went to physical therapy provided by the hospital here. And what happened was, was that after about three weeks, they did an assessment of me and the lady looked at me and she said, look, I hate to tell you this, but you really need a personal assistant. And I said, what are you talking about? And she goes, well, you have cerebral palsy. That's neurological, and your muscles just don't do what you need them to do. When you tell them you want to do something, they don't do it. And that's not something that you can fix. Because I asked the lady, I said, well, what do I need to do? Do I need to work out seven days a week? What do I need to do? And she said, there's nothing you can do. You need to get a personal assistant. 
And I'm a very aggressive type person. I'm the type of person who does not take no for an answer. And so that wasn't what I wanted to hear. Because if I have a problem in my life, there better be a way that I can fix it. Other than, hey, you just need to get some more help. Yeah. And so when I had gone through that, I decided that I didn't want to go back to them. So when I had this latest episode, I decided to go to uh, to another place. And I called a friend of mine and asked him if he knew anybody. And he said, yes, I do. And he got me an appointment. And I went in and talked to these people. And the guy that I met with, I kid you not, Nat, and this is kind of where we're going. The guy that I met with looked like he was 12. Like, he's a young guy. He's a very, very young guy. And he got me in a room and he said, what do you want to do? And I said, look, here's the problem. And I told him about the incident that I had. And I said, we got to fix that. I said, I got to be stronger. I said, I've got to be able to better help myself. Because as of right now... I can't transfer my sh- myself from a chair to the bed or to another chair without help. And and I said, look, I need to do everything I can do to help myself. And so I went in and did some various stuff and 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 was there for about six or eight weeks. And he said, I really feel like for you to take the next step, you need a standing frame. And I I looked at him and I said, what's a standing frame? And he said, well, it's this thing you, you, you sit in and it's, it's, it's got a chair and you basically jack yourself up to a standing position and it forces your knees straight. And I said, I did that when I was younger, but back in the day it was me standing in a wooden box with a door on it with 15 pounds of metal braces on my legs. And yeah. he said, you don't need the braces anymore. You just get in it and you go. And I said, well, if we don't have to do the braces and the whole nine, let's go. Let's do it. I was just going to bring it to my house and work from home. And they said, you can't do that. And I said, why? The people that to- sold it to me said, you can't do that. And I said, why not? And she and they said, you need to be monitored by a physical therapist. And I said, why? Mm-hmm. And they said, a lot of people will get up in this thing who haven't stood for a very, very long time and haven't had, you know, workouts like like you. I mean, you've basically been sitting for 15 years and they'll get up in it and they'll pass out because their their blood pressure will just bottom out. And mm-hmm. uh, or, or some various other things will happen. They told me a story of, of of a guy that had gotten up in it, and I don't know if he if he wasn't being monitored or whatever, but he went too far too fast, and and cracked a bone in his leg. Ouch! And, I and, cannot imagine. And he didn't realize it for about six weeks. Unbelievable. He did. He didn't like. He kept running a fever. Well, was he paralyzed? Was there a reason he didn't have sensation? How how could you not know that you did? You broke a bone. And, and I kind of wonder if the guy was paralyzed or had something else going on. Uh, but but the the short end of the story is that 
They said, look, you have to have somebody monitoring you. Um, and so the, the, when the device got here, when the standing frame got here, mm-hmm. um, they would not deliver it to my house. They said, you have to be going to physical therapy somewhere and we'll deliver it there. And then when the physical therapist signs off on it, then we will re-deliver it to your house. And I said, okay, fine, whatever. And so I showed up the first day with the guy that sold me the machine and the physical therapist. And they had, you know, blood pressure cuff out there. They had all this stuff to monitor me. And I'm like laughing at it because I'm like, I'm not I'm not going to pass out. It's not going to happen. And so I got up in it and, and I did really well. The first time. And of course, I didn't pass out. My blood pressure was perfect. Everything was fine. And the thing with this is when you haven't stood for as long as as I have have not stood, you have to do it in increments. So when I say I got up in it, I didn't go all the way up. I took Mm -hmm. as many cranks as I could take and said, stop. And, and so I was in a semi-standing position, but my legs weren't straight, and I wasn't anywhere near the top of what the machine could do. I wasn't, you know, straight up and down. But I was pretty comfortable, and I was getting a good stretch. And so I did that for 25 or 30 minutes. And another thing that the guy had told me was that, you know, most people, when they get up in this standing frame, they last 25, 30 minutes max. Mm-hmm. I did I did 45 minutes the first day because, right. because I'm like, okay, if we're going to do this, I'm not going to screw around with this. And I, and, and I, I, know, I know that you're not focused on it, but, like, when you, you said you sat for so many years. Right. When you first got in the chair... Or no, I guess you call it a standing chair. It's a standing frame. It. It's, it's standing frame. It. Standing frame. And if frame. you want to Google it, we might actually put a put a link on the website so people can can see kind How of. How did it I'm, feel to stand in the frame? It hurt. It, it hurt. Yeah. Other than the pain, did it feel strange that perspective? No. Like standing up like that. No. And and, and you're like the 80th person to ask me that. Uh, because it's like everybody's like how does it feel to stand and I'm like it hurts what what, what am I supposed to stay here and and the best example that I can think to tell you is imagine going to the gym and doing an hour on the Stairmaster and I said that to somebody and she said if I did that I'd have a heart attack and I said, there you go. Right. That's what it is. I mean, it's not like you get up in it and I'm looking at myself in the mirror standing going, wow, that's really cool. It's like I'm up in it and I'm like, this is a, this is a freaking workout. Um, mm-hmm. And each week that we have progressed, I've been doing it about eight weeks now. And the good thing about my buddy John who is working with me and I'll just go ahead and give him a plug I'm going to a place called Advanced Health Systems and my buddy John Prince is is helping me out over there 
And like I said, he looks like he's about 12. About six weeks into the process, I asked him how old he was. And he said, I'm, I'm, I'm 27. And I was like, dude, I'm 34. I don't want to hear that. You're 27 years old. You've got two degrees. You've got this business that you're running with your dad. Like, I, I feel like I need to get off my butt and go to work. But one thing that, that has happened with me and John is that he has figured out what I want. He has figured out what it is that, that, that where I'm trying to get. And let me just tell you folks, because you've asked me multiple times when I've come home and been in pain and, and just everything really hurts. You've asked me multiple times, Natalie, why are you doing this? What is the point? Uh, like, is there, is there some sort of end game? And my only response is, is that it's something else that I can do to make myself better. We talked about me not being able to get to a job last week and not being able to do what I need to do. This well, and is I something that I that have control of. As far as end game, you know, this is helping you. It's helping, I mean, it's probably helped some ways that maybe aren't as obvious. Like, I'm sure it improves your circulation standing up. I'm sure that, you know, and, and that improves oxygenation and everything else. Like, it's it's a healthy thing. Um, right. Even Absolutely. if it's, you know, regardless of what you do with it or whatever. You know, just standing up and allowing your body to stretch out is healthy. As we have progressed every week, John has made some sort of a tweak. Like, like when we first started, he didn't try to force my knees into position to to stand correctly. Uh, we just sort of went with it, and we saw how high I could get and whatever. Uh, but now we're really trying to do it the right way. We're really trying to, okay, your knees need to be pushed in, and they need to be even, and we need to do this so that when you get up, you're straight up and down. And when you start making tweets like that mm -hmm. and he starts to crank me up, it hurts. And I can't tell you how much it hurts. I, I, I recently last week wrote in my book, uh, that, that the only way that I know to describe it to you is the pain would be similar to what you would feel if you had just run a 10 mile marathon. Okay, a marathon is 26.2 miles. Well, what, whatever. <laughs> what book are you writing in? I, I actually am working on a book, my, my personal book, that is sort of inspirational and kind of talks about different things, kind of like this show, except it's going to be in a book form. And I'm working with a nice lady named Sarah. We work once a week on, on the book, and uh, she is actually typing the book for me. She's kind of the ghostwriter of the book. She's also doing art for the book. I've showed you some of the cartoons right. that she does for the book, and they're fabulous. It's going to be wonderful. I have no clue when it's going to come out, but it's it's going to be here at some point, I hope. Uh, but we talked about in 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 the book last week, it's the equivalent of you as a normal person running a marathon and that type of pain that you would feel. 
John and I talked about it yesterday because I went to physical therapy yesterday. And we're joking about it because he has told me multiple times that he deals with a lot of people who will come in and say, I have pain or I need to make some adjustment in my life, but they're not willing to do what it takes to make themselves better. Well, you know, so goes most, a lot, not, maybe not most, so goes a lot of people. It's hard. It takes, you know what it takes, Jamie? It takes discipline. Anything that you're going to do that's, that's going to improve your health, whether it's me trying to stare at my exercise equipment, I let my nephew play on my exercise equipment, or use exercise equipment, it takes discipline. And what you're doing takes discipline. And that's tough. Nobody, nobody, nobody likes um, to feel too regimented, but it is part of it. Last week, we really pushed it. You talked to me after I got home and I told you how bad it was. And mm-hmm. I didn't sleep for two days. I cried the day after physical therapy because it hurt so bad because I pushed it so hard. When I get up in that thing, the first thing that I ask John is, okay, what goal do you want me to meet today? What what goal do you want me to meet? I don't care how bad it hurts. I don't care what we have to do. What's the goal for today? And and most most days, if he tells me this is the goal, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to meet it. Now, did you tell me that you're going to bring the, the standing frame home eventually? Yes. Once I get once I get straight up, once I'm standing straight up, and I can get up straight without being in massive, massive, massive pain then I will bring it home. Because right now, up until up until a couple of days ago, the way that it would work was that John would crank me up to a certain point and I'd be I'd be like, okay, I can't take anymore right now. And so I would stand there for ten minutes or something and let my body calm down and then we would go up another crank or two cranks or whatever. And then I would stand there for 10 minutes and let my body calm down. And then we might go up again. And the one thing that I've told John is like, look, I can't take this thing home until I can get up to fully standing in a relatively short time. Because my mother has different other things that she needs to do. She runs a household. She has other things going on. So what needs to happen is... She needs to help me get in this thing. I need to crank myself up, and then I need to watch TV for an hour, and she needs to go and do her thing. Until that happens, I can't take this home because right now John is sitting with me for an hour every time I go in there. Yesterday was a good day. Thanks to some advice that you gave me, you actually told me to take aspirin before i went i actually said ibuprofen but if you took aspirin well that's good whatever yeah well ibuprofen Um, is probably better for you i still think it was actually advil so it was good good i took two advil because that was something that 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 you mentioned sort of as a preventative kind of a thing and i didn't actually think it was going to help but i took it anyway and I went, and we got 
up to a certain point, and John starts looking at me, and he goes, I didn't think, after Thursday, I didn't think you were going to get here today. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, by the time we got to this level on Thursday, your head was on the table. You you couldn't hold yourself up. And he was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I said, okay. I, I said I can I can deal with that, but he I said I want he said I want you to know that you're one level below where you were on Thursday and you're not falling apart. And that's a good thing. Well it's all a good thing. I mean, this is a, a healthy good thing for you. And I gotta tell you, the toughest part of this for me has been mental. The friend that I told you about that started all of this is not around right now. We're going through some issues and, and we're, we're, we're not really communicating. And that's really hard because she started this. She started it, but you know what the lesson there is? Ultimately, when you do something healthy, you know who you do it for? It's for me. You do it for yourself. I will totally agree that it's for me. And it has been for me for the last 10 weeks. But it's been really tough mentally to to know that she started this and, and the, that I'm going through this and she's not there. That's been the toughest part for me. Right. She suggested it. You started it and you're doing it. So be proud of, of that. Oh, I am. This was a mountain that I had no desire to climb. Mm-hmm. as an end result being for me to walk at some point. Right. I still have no, like, I don't really care if I get there. Like, I don't really think that that's an attainable goal. Mm-hmm. But she said, this is what I think you deserve. And so for her and I to not, to not really be communicating right now, and for me to be climbing this mountain is really, really, really hard. And the reason I bring that up, I wasn't going to bring that up during this show, but I think the reason that you are still on the path that you're on is because you have me and you have other people who are paying attention to what you're doing, who are supportive in what you're doing and i think that's a big part of being successful when you're trying to get healthy oh it is i think i think you're more successful when you have witnesses you know like to kind of witness what you're going through i mean like at like one point a couple weeks ago you said to me you know you said i lost two pounds and to a lot right. of people, that, that doesn't seem like a lot. Considering the fact that I know exactly uh, what you've gone through, two pounds is a big deal. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I'll That's take it. That's a big deal. Um, <laughs> right. And it just, you know, it, it's a huge deal. And so when you said that, my job as your friend was to say, hey, that's huge. It doesn't matter what your situation is, how you're working out, how much weight you're trying to lose. I think if you don't have those people to be in your corner, you're going to have a tough time. Right. 
Well, I think that's kind of the intention of the show. I, I think a lot of people that would be listening, um, it goes back to these are everyday things, everyday stressors, everyday health issues. I mean, I think that I think it's important that we all have witnesses, and it's it's. I think it's also important that we have, like, I don't know, watching what you do kind of motivates me because I know you're doing it to get better. So it makes me think of what I could do. You know what I mean? It's all, it all builds. Whatever you do, you're correct, needs to be for you as a person. Absolutely. You can't can't do it for anybody else. You can't do it because somebody else suggested it. But I will tell you, in my situation, that my friends who I haven't spoken to in a while when I'm up in that standing frame and I'm struggling for that next thing, her voice is that little voice in my head. Right. And and I think if you're going to do this and you're going to be successful, you have to have that little voice in your head. I get to a point every single day where I want to quit. You know, 25, 30 minutes in, I want to quit. And I her her voice is in my head going... You cannot quit. You are not allowed to quit. And if I didn't have that voice, I'd quit. Yeah. And I don't know who that voice is for you, but I think everybody has to have that voice. Well, I know I have lots of people that support me, but um, I don't think I hear somebody else's voice. I think I hear the person that I, I really hope that I can become, like my own voice. I think, for the most part, we talked about it last week, I think I'm in pretty good shape as a person. Mm-hmm. I, I think from from a mental and, and physical standpoint, I'm, I'm a pretty well-rounded person. And there are very few situations in my life where somebody will come to me and go, whatever the situation is, will go, this is fine, but you could do better. And that's why I have that other person's voice in my head is because from day one she said, Okay, yeah, you're 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 okay, you're you're a decent guy, but I think you could be better. And I don't get that. It doesn't happen to me a lot. Um I think I mentioned it the first part of last week's show. Most people look at me and they go, Oh, you're so inspirational, it's just so wonderful that you're even breathing. I mean, that's my life, that's that's every day, that's where I live. It, it's really been a struggle for, for me to get that done, but I'm getting it done, and I'm so proud of you because you're getting it done. I mean, you've, you've lost almost 20 pounds. Hey, hey. That's a lot of weight. Yeah, I'm happy about that. It's a huge amount of weight. I still have to lose the equivalent of a small child, but... That was where I was going to go next. Where do you want to end up? I have no idea. I just figure I'll know it when I get there. You don't have, like, okay, I want to be... No, not really. I want to be a certain clothes size. I want to be, you know... I don't really know. You you don't have some sort of bar. Not really. You know what? I want my sugar to be low. I think that's the priority is to get my labs better. 
And then, of course, physically, that should look a certain way, I guess. But, um, but I think, I think the thing is, is I've always, um, seen weight loss as vanity. This isn't about vanity. This is about, I don't want diabetes. <laughs> so, so I mean, you know, my goal is kind of different now too. And I'm kind of in the same boat because it's, it's not like I'm going to walk. I don't have a set goal. I, I'm, I'm proud of both of us. And I want to say to anybody that's listening, this is hard. There's nothing about getting in better shape or eating healthier or just making yourself a better person that's not hard. It's hard. It's complicated. You're going to be tired. You're going to be frustrated. It's going to hurt. But you know what? It's worth it, and you can do it. Absolutely. And if anybody wants to share anything about what they're doing, I love to hear those kinds of stories. It doesn't have to be doesn't have to be all roses because we know that it's not. <laughs> but 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 I find it motivating to hear the experiences of other people. It's definitely not, and everybody goes through something different. So we want to know where you're at. We want to know what you're thinking. We want to know what you're struggling to achieve right now. And if you want to send us email, it's very very simple. I'm Jamie at writingwheelie.com. And she's netly at writingwheelie.com. And you can find both of those on the contact page at writingwheelie.com. You can send us an email. We will reply to you live on the air. Uh, if you send us an email, please let us know what you think. We hope you enjoy the show. We certainly have fun doing it. This is your second week as a, po- a podcaster, and I'm so proud of you. I'm seasoned now, so... You- You've never Watch done this out. before, so I'm, 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 you're learning new stuff every single week. I'm very proud of you. Thank you, Jamie. I've had a blast. I hope you guys have had a blast as well, but that's pretty much it for us. I'm Jamie. That's Natalie. We're riding wheelie only on ridingawheelie.com, and we're out. <laughs>